Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast, Episode 4. We're back with another interview, bringing you the latest ideas and developments from the world of technology. Thank you to everyone who continues to support the show, to those who sent me feedback on Twitter and email, uh, and especially to those who've left me five-star reviews on iTunes. I'd like to give a special shout-out to Heavy Sleeper, who uh, left me my first five-star review. Thank you so much. It was very kind of you. Um, and also D Faro, uh, the creator of SayStream, a social network for voice. So please keep the reviews coming in, uh, especially on iTunes in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Uh, the first review on each page uh, will get a shout out on the show. My guest today is Charles Cadbury, who runs the technology consultancy Champers Advisory in London, England. Charles, or Charlie as he's known to his friends, is a hugely experienced technologist, having gained first-hand experience in the trenches building his own products, uh, and then consulted on more than 350 digital products for his clients over the years. So we tap into Charlie's knowledge on a range of issues uh, related to voice, including the challenges faced when working with client data, how payment transactions can and will be handled over voice, and how voice assistance will change the landscape of consumer sales and marketing. So with that, I bring you Charles Cabri. Okay, so I'm here with Charles Cadbury, owner of London-based technology consultancy firm Champers Advisory. Charles is a business and technology consultant who specializes in advising high-growth companies, and he's most recently worked with Lola Tech, helping them to create the Dazzle.ai product. Dazzle is a product that enables personalized digital conversations between travel customers and travel providers across voice and text channels. I'm very glad to have Charles on the podcast today. So I first saw Charles talking on a panel at the Smart Voice Summit here in Paris back in February. And uh, then I heard him more recently appear as a guest on the Focuswire Pundit Show podcast. So I'm very glad to have Charles on the podcast. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to, uh, to come and talk to us today. Pleasure to be here. Excellent. Okay, so um, Charles, I wanted to cover a couple of couple of main topics in this uh, in this podcast. First of all, I wanted to talk about your experiences working on implementing voice first technology. Um, I know you've worked on a, a number of different projects, so it'd be great to hear some of the highs and lows that you faced and some of the uh, the lessons learned. And maybe we can hear um, some advice uh, for people engaged in similar projects as well. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and on, on the second half of the show, um, I'd like to ask you about um, what you see as the future of voice interface technology uh, and how uh, voice assistance will change the landscape of uh, consumer sales and marketing, uh, how it's going to affect brands, and um, and what the AI platforms uh, have to get right if this uh, future is to become a reality. Great. Okay. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to issue a warning to all our listeners. Uh, this show features 100% British accents. So if you haven't already put the kettle on, please pause the show and do so now. Okay, Charles, um, let's get started. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background, uh, where you're from, and some of the uh, some of the jobs and uh, projects you worked on before uh, starting your technology consultancy firm? 
Sure thing. Um, so I I started life in London, um, and it all got too much for me at the age of two years old. So I left and went west to um, to Cheltenham, where I was born and raised. Um, and then my professional career started in um, in technology. I saw my first um, website in 1999, and then in the early noughties, there was a lot of money to be made in hardware sales. There was still a lot of, kind of plugging in um, of the internet to be done. So sold an awful lot of uh, 3Com Cisco kind of networking routing equipment. Then I went on to a more kind of entrepreneurial route. So set up a, a sales and marketing consultancy in, in 2004, helping early stage businesses uh, kind of grow uh, their, their market and um, product offering. And then off the back of uh, some introductions that, that were made at that time, um, set up a, a software business in 2006, 2000 and, uh, 2007. And um, over the next kind of seven years, from kind of a, a starting um, team of two, we grew that into a 45-person team. And that that's where a lot of my digital um, product experience came from. So we were about four different businesses um, uh, over the course of time, we started off very much as a as a web business, uh, selling websites and um, through a uh, a channel. So through digital media and marketing agencies, we become a uh, a preferred partner. Then, with the advent of social, when uh, Facebook applications became quite a big thing in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, we we then um, developed a competency in um, building Facebook applications. One of our big plans was. Uh, Samsung, so we just we build a whole lot of our sales and marketing um, Facebook applications in, in kind of a, a very short time frame as our our specialty. Um, and then after the launch of the iPhone and then the um, the App Store came along, we skilled up and got a whole lot of kind of iOS and Android developers and team and started selling lots of um, uh, lots of lots of apps. Um, and we we built a whole load for Peugeot. We built uh, some apps for the Olympics, um, and then we kind of went and specialised in an area we we like to call um, emerging commerce. And so we were looking specifically about apps and how you might be able to use them to to transact. And over the course of this this software business, we we started off um, from a very waterfall delivery method. We, we changed that, changed the whole business towards a, an agile delivery method. And then we put a layer of consultancy across the top. So this is um, a, a lean, um, a lean uh, consultancy. So we would make sure that anyone who came to us with a with a product idea, um, we'd run that through um, some lean validation before we ended up building the product. And that made sure that the products we were building uh, were fit for purpose in in the world, and they weren't just the a vanity project in, in people's minds. Okay. And so um, we then built the mobile um, payment application for, for Greg's the Bakers and moved into uh, working with uh, with some banks and to build out the next generation of, of banking apps. Um, and then I, you know, I saw um, a, a large opportunity for, uh, for me and I set up um, Shampers, and that's specifically to help companies create rapid value through emerging technologies. Um, and as you alluded to, the you know one of our most recent engagements was this um, enterprise travel software business, uh, Lola Tech, uh, where we're doing a lot of, kind of cultural change um, and, um, and repositioning of that business. Um, and within there, that's that's where um, we delivered the first products within Voice. 
Excellent. And it was that Lola Tech that you uh, helped them develop the Dazzle.ai product. Exactly, yes. Um, so we were looking for a new positioning for the business. And so we did a bit of a, a future scanning. So we looked in to see, you know, they, they I, uh, an enterprise travel business and their expertise is building um, e-commerce systems for airlines and specifically low-cost airlines where the, um, the the nuance is selling a ticket but then selling a whole load of ancillary services on top of that. And in order to do that, you've got to continually refine the user experience and optimize that so that people are happy to put these um, add-on services. So um, you buy your airline ticket, but then you buy your uh, your car rental or your hotel or your theatre tickets at the same time. So just to clarify then, so Dazzle AI is a is a, a system that allows you to buy an airline ticket and the and the additional uh, the additional features or add-ons. No, no, no. So so sorry. So um so th- this that that's that was the experience of um of Lola Tech. So that's what their core competency were was as a business. Okay. And they were looking at looking to see what um what products they should build. They were looking to change themselves from a pure place services business into a product-led business. And so we had a look and um saw how people were going to be buying and um and getting inspired for travel purchases within a five to 10 year horizon. We looked at the rights of the rise of chatbots and at the time in kind of early 2016, the Alexa had just been launched in the States. And when we relaunched the, the Lola Tech brand in July, 2016, we built a proof of concept um, just to show um, some of the airline clients how you could book an airline ticket using voice. And it was then very soon after that, we conceived the the original idea for Dazzle and the original idea for Dazzle, um, which was um, conceived in um, a brainstorming session um, in a, a pub in East London um, at the end of September 2016. And that original concept was... Um, born out of the idea that smart speakers were very, very good if there is a speaker and a human in a room, but any kind of background noise um, for, you know, kind of a foyer doesn't really work. So we were the original kind of base concept was just, can you um, use the smart speaker to replace the telephone and the guest directory in a hotel room? And that was the first iteration of Dazzle. And that's, that's what we took to market um, before Christmas 2016. Excellent. So, Dazzle AI is uh, um, a way to purchase. Uh, what exactly? So, what, what's the, the value proposition, and, and, and what's a, who's the target customer? So, the, the original concept was just to um, to work with hotels who want a uh, a competition very quickly with Marriott. Okay, so Marriott, that's the the hotel chain. Exactly. Yes, yeah. so that was a really good um, first kind of brand brands kind of ambassador to have along, um, and that's data we got back and insight as to how people were actually wanting to use these smart speakers in a real world environment was hugely invaluable and there's a few things that that we learned immediately one the invocation of the skill was a huge problem so at that time not many people had ever used a smart speaker and the whole idea of people having to say alexa open dazzle to try and get into to our skill um proved problematic it was actually interesting how that changed over that christmas because a lot of people uh, got these speakers at home and that um that that changed the metric slightly is mm, an, an education problem exactly exactly but then it also highlighted the kind of um, multi-channel issue as well in that people who hadn't ever used a system like this before to um, order something to their room 
were weren't sure that the requests had gone through. So, for example, they could say, "Alexa, open Dazzle. Can you send me a new bathrobe to my room?" Um, and they wouldn't <laughs> know whether that had actually gone through or not. Yeah, I mean, even now there's the, the there's the problem where you're not sure if it's really understood what you're what you're saying, or and also the discovery problem. You're not sure what it can do either. So there's the uncertainty on on both sides of uh, both sides of the interaction. Exactly, exactly. And so you know, so that that was what um, spurred us on to start on the the multi-channel um, voyage. So we then created a companion messenger bot, so that when you said Alexa, open Dazzle, can you send a, uh, a new pair of slippers to my room? You then get pinged on your um, Facebook Messenger in your pocket saying, we've received that request and they'll be with you within 10 minutes. And that gave people a huge amount more confidence in a system um, rather than just a, a, a kind of standalone voice skill. That's interesting. Yeah, you had a separate system for the confirmation, which which gave people confidence. It was something they were already familiar with, um, so they trusted it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, we, you know, we had we had this um, either kind of uh, with a separate screen at reception or at, um, at your service for the um, request guy at Marriott um, and then this extra kind of screen for the user as well and that that really helped. Then we um, started to kind of build out the platform, uh, rolling out to a couple of other hotel groups and we got approached by London Midland who are a rail company in the UK and they were looking to take proven technologies from other industries and pivot them into UK rail in order to solve the customer experience issues in UK rail, which we were very happy to do. Learned a lot about the challenges that uh, rail companies face in the UK. Saw the size of the opportunity there and the um, contract values that we were able to uh, able to take advantage of, and pivoted the business to more service travel operators and. Um, uh, so it's like a, uh, airlines and rail companies, and that's the direction that, that Dazzle's taken off on today. So the offering very much for a travel operator um, is that they need to develop an assistant strategy. So over time, more and more users are going to expect to be able to engage with big brands using assistance, whether that be through voice or other conversation channels like WhatsApp or Messenger. Mm-hmm. And you can either go and build in silos. You can either build a voice skill and then um, several different chatbots for each platform. But the value proposition for Dazzle is that you build that um, corpus of content for that assistance once, and then that's then distributed into all different channels, which allows a persistent conversation across channels. And that was very much to mimic the way that the human engagement works. So, you know, right now you and I are talking back and forward using voice, whereas earlier or, um, or later on we might be. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode, you can enjoy extra content, 
such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.